Hello everyone. In this recording we will be covering UTM and MGRS. UTM, so this is a near global coordinate system. Yeah, so it's a coordinate system. And MGRS, so Military Grid Referencing System, is the simplified version of UTM. Yeah, so they're both coordinate systems with MGRS being the simplified version of UTM. Yeah, so UTM, Universal Transverse Mercator. Yeah, so if we think back to the lesson then, uh, the origins of this coordinate system. So in and around World War II, and really the reason for this was that troops were now uh, taking part in battles all over the globe. And they're flying here and there, moving about quickly. And this was a little bit of a cluster because people were having to learn new coordinate systems all the time. So they wanted a simplified global version, uh, which could be used for all sorts of reasons. Um, uh, but primarily the reason being that the war uh, demanded this. So yeah, so uh, sort of credit to the Americans for this, for designing it, and in particular a uh, major within, within the engineers. And back then, before the advent of satellites, uh, UTM made use of local datums. Local datums. However, nowadays, uh, in the modern world that we all live in, uh, UTM primarily uses uh, WGS84 global datum yeah so this is what you'll always be setting uh, any GNSS equipment to uh, if you're moving around using UTM or MGS okay set it to uh, WGS 84 unless otherwise told to do so so if you go on ops or you deployment or whatever you may be doing uh, this is the NATO standard coordinate system for your mapping so UTM uh, and indeed MGRS. This covers most of the globe, yet from 80 degrees south to 84 degrees north. So it does cover Great Britain, the whole of the UK. However, generally, we still use British National Grid here because it's well established yep, and it's possibly simpler uh, for us to use and there's less... Uh, complex grid zone changes. However, we can request maps uh, of UK with UTM uh, overprinted. So, back to UTM then, uh, near global coordinate system, and this is uh, utilizes the transverse Mercator projection. Okay, so we think of Mercator's projections or the classic geography uh, classroom wall map with some of the countries being slightly distorted in size uh, and shape, such as Greenland. So this Mercator projection, but on its side, so a transverse Mercator projection. And what this enables uh, us to do is to create 60 zones around the world. And each zone, based on longitude, being 6 degrees wide. So of course 6 times 60 gives us 360 degrees all around the world. If we think back to the analogy of the Terry's chocolate orange, yeah, each zone 
being uh, one of those slices out of the chocolate orange. And there are 60 in total starting, so they're numbered anti-clockwise, anti uh, beginning round at the anti-meridian or the international date line. So 1 to 30 uh, being in the western hemisphere and then straddling the prime meridian are zones 30 and 31 and then carries on uh, eastward towards China, all the way round uh, into the other side of the Pacific Ocean. So zones 1 to 60. So we're now starting to build up our GZD, our grid zone designator. And the other half of that is, uh, is based on our bands of latitude. So there are 20 bands, 10 in the southern hemisphere and 10 in the northern hemisphere, and each are eight degrees high, apart from right up the top in the uh, in the very north uh, band, X-ray being twelve degrees high. Yep, so twenty bands, uh, each eight degrees high, apart from X-ray, which is twelve degrees high. And as we remember, these are labelled using letters, the letters of the alphabet, starting at Charlie. Uh, all the way up to X, and we omit O and I, so that there's less chance of people getting uh, confused. So our combination there of our zones based on longitude and our bands based on latitude enables us to create a GZD, which is unique for anywhere uh, in the world. And we must always quote the GZD, we must always quote the GZD. So, if we're thinking about UTM, we've now got our GZD, which places us in a particular part of the world. Of course, to uh, layer on top of that, we need our eastings and our northings. So each zone, six degrees wide, and our easting values yeah, are based upon the fact that the central meridian of each zone has a value of 500,000 metres, 500,000 metres east. And then our values increase and decrease either side of that central meridian. With regard to northings, because our zones are far higher than, than they are wide, rather than having six numbers for our eastings, we have seven numbers for our northings, seven numbers. So it's always metres north, because it's always along the corridor and up the stairs for a traditional coordinate system such as this. When we're looking at our northings for UTM, yeah, if we're in the southern hemisphere, the zero is would be on the south pole, but we know our band, our GZD, only covers us from 80 degrees south. So the value from zero to... 9,999,999 one meter below the equator gives us our basis for seven uh, figures for our northings. Same detail in the northern hemisphere, so starting on the equator, the uh, value of zero, all the way up to the North Pole, a value of 10 million. But of course, we'll never get 10 million because uh, UTM only goes up to 84 degrees north. There we go then, so we have our GZD for UTM 
and we have our Eastins and our Northins. Some other little cherries on top of the cake, uh, if we're really uh, keen and we're really into our numbers, we can build up our diagrams to help support our knowledge. We can talk about or display the fact that each zone is 666 kilometers wide at its fattest point at the equator and we can explain the reason for this and the reason being based on the fact that one minute of longitude at the equator is a nautical mile and a nautical mile is 1852 meters so of course 60 minutes in each degree and there being six degrees in each zone. Therefore for our Eastings this will give us a minimum value of 167,000 meters east and a maximum possible value of 833,000 meters east. If you think about how high a zone is, the approximate figure of the height of a zone from 80 degrees south to 84 degrees north is 18,223 kilometres. For similar reasons, that being that one minute of latitude, again, is a nautical mile everywhere, everywhere on Earth. Because, of course, our zones, our meridians of longitude, sorry, converge at the poles, but our parallels of latitude are, as the name says, parallel to each other. So there we go, don't, don't worry too much if you can't remember all these numbers, yet the main thing is that you show a good solid evidence um, of your understanding with some nice, strong, simple diagrams uh, and with some good explanations. So if we did have to talk about UTM, yeah, bullet points or some simple sentences, sentences and paragraphs, yeah, happy with that. If we're a real ninja, then we can put some extra information on top just to prove um, that are all over it. So that's UTM. We know it's a coordinate system. However, those six east ins and seven north ins, yeah, probably we can manage that. But thinking back, uh, back in the day, some people maybe their education or, you know, wasn't quite there, or they may not have had any education at all. And then they're on the battlefield. Yeah, what they needed was to simplify UTM. So the military grid referencing system, MGRS, was born out of UTM. And all we need to do is drop the silent numbers. So the first number of our easting and the first two numbers of our northing. And then what they did over the each GZD is place a series of 100 by 100 kilometer boxes. So each box is identified by two letters. So by introducing the box letters and dropping the silent numbers, yeah, we then have a nice, uh, even way of presenting our grid reference. So if I make up a, an example grid, for example, 30 uniform, alpha bravo, and then we could have a nice six-figure grid, for example, one, two, three, four, five, six. And this is a lot easier for most people to manage. So really the key, th the key thing to remember there is that we must quote the GZD. We must always quote that. And 
the number of figures in our MGRS grid reference will determine how accurate we are and it will depend on the scale of mapping or the task or the feature that we're identifying. So for example an eight figure grid, yeah we'd most likely be working with one to twenty five thousand mapping and identifying a feature or an area of perhaps ten meters by ten meters. So last few points then to bolt on are that with regard to MGRS, we may come across some legacy mapping which has MGRS old. And what this means is that the box letters were slightly different. So their configuration around the world was on a slightly different uh, system. And then they updated it around 1984 with the advent of WGS84. So we must be aware of that. An example being... Uh, many of the maps in Africa, areas such as that, that, maybe haven't been updated in quite a while. So if we are to deploy out there, keep an eye out, all mapping, getting amongst it, look how old it is. If it's got UTM and MGRS, yeah, just clarify, fire up the chain of command, you know, RFI it. Are these box letters going to be different to what our uh, GNSS equipment could be showing? So there we go then, hopefully that covers all the main points of UTM and MGRS. Uh, what I will say as well is a good one, you can always just remember keeping your back pocket is UPS. So um, the coverage of mapping over the poles, okay, so the universal polar stereographic similar in principle to MGRS. Our GZD, however, will just be a letter. So in the Southern Hemisphere, it will either be Alpha or Bravo. And in uh, the North Pole, sorry, rather than uh, Hemisphere, so in the North Pole, it will be uh, Yankee or Zulu. Then we've got 100K box letters, and then similar to before, uh, perhaps a six, six, eight or 10 figure grid reference. Okay, excellent. So that's covered all our bases there. Um, I would definitely have a practice at some uh, diagrams. So some simple diagrams, maybe have a pool of maybe two or three simple diagrams that you can draw from. You're confident, draw them as accurately as you can. And that will really support any work that you have to do. Right, we'll leave it there and look forward to your next uh, podcast.